0: Hello, 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 you wonderful human. It's that time again, and I've got an incredible episode lined up for you today, and I couldn't be more excited to dive into today's topic. We're talking about something every business owner dreams of, scaling to six figures and beyond. But here's the thing. You can't just wing it and hope for the best. You need solid systems, and that's exactly what we're going to explore today. Get ready to unlock the secrets behind the three systems you need in your business to scale to six figures and beyond. Where my special guest, Sam, is joining us all the way from Amsterdam to really dive deep into this particular topic. So sit back, get ready to listen to all levels of awesomeness, and I can't wait for you to love this episode. Welcome to the show, Sam. Hello, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know you're joining me all the way from Amsterdam, and I love a good conversation with the amazing humans. So, so glad to have you here today. And I can't wait to dig into the three systems businesses need in order to scale to six figures and beyond. It's going to be really great because... Systems has been something that I've absolutely adored having in my business, but absolutely was scared shitless before I knew how awesome it was. So I'm really excited today because I know there'll be other people out there who can kind of get that like, I have had fear, I'm intimidated, will this work? And we're going to go through all those things today. But before we hop into this topic, I always like to ask my guests a fun question so that the audience just gets to know you a little bit better. So my fun question to you is, is, after, you know, doing my research for this, I was looking on your Instagram, looking on your website, and it's very clear that you love to travel. So my question to you is warm weather or cold weather? Which one do you prefer?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. I think I have to go with warm weather, even though I live in Amsterdam and it's not that warm here for <laughs> the of the year.
0: Yes. <laughs> so- so warm weather. And do you have a particular country that you love?
1: Ah, oh, I love the beach. Honestly, I've grown up going to the beach for all of my family holidays. And, you know, I was, we know we never really a family that went to cold weather places. And I'm also from the South in the States. So it's also pretty warm, um, most of the year. And yeah, it's, I think it's just, I love the beach. I love just like the tranquility of it. And I like warm, but not too hot. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, just really like that warm, beachy, tropical feeling.
0: All right. Love it. I'm I'm definitely on the warm side, even though I'm from Canada. My family always says, when are you coming home? And I'm <laughs> like, never. You can keep your minus 40 and keep, shove it where the sun don't shine because I'll be in Australia where the sun is shining. So I'm very much a warm type of team person over here. Now, many of my listeners might not know who you are because I get guests from all around the world. So I'd love for you in a simple nutshell, sentence, couple sentences, tell us about what you do and how do you help amazing humans around the world? Absolutely.
1: So I'm Sam, I'm an online business manager and systems expert. And basically what I do is I build systems for my clients so that they can organize and automate
0: their businesses so they can really stay focused in their zone of genius. Dude, I love it. And the key thing there that I take away is so that they're in their own zone of genius. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute because I know as I've uh, been in business longer, as as I've got an older, hope that's happened too, but as I've been in business longer, it's been very clear about understanding what $10 an hour tasks are, $100 an hour tasks are, and $1,000 an hour tasks are, and which tasks that I should be doing that are in my zone of genius and which tasks I can give to someone else. And in fact, they do a better job a million times over than what I could ever do even though in my brain when I first started thinking I could do everything so it's just I don't know about you but I just think everyone yeah at the beginning thinks they can do everything themselves um and that's very what's the word I'm looking for um uh, very proud thing I guess for a lot of people because of the societal norms that we grew up in that you know we're taught we should hustle and that we should do everything but I love that you believe that there's systems and that we need this because I believe the more Um, And quicker people can understand that you need systems in your business for growth, but also to give you back headspace that you can do more things and just live a good life, the better. So what are systems because I, I never like to assume that people understand exactly what we're talking about. So what are systems Sam, and how do they help business owners show up to be present in their business.
1: So systems are really just how you do what you're doing, right? So a lot of times I think systems can be very intimidating and it can seem like this whole tech universe that you aren't really sure what Like a system actually is. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times people come to me and they say, you know, I don't have any systems in my business. And, you know, the first thing I think is, well, you do have a business. So you do have systems, right? If you're making money, you're making that money somehow. If you're working with clients, you're working with those clients somehow. You're producing content, you know, maybe you even have an assistant. Like there are, there are systems in your business because they're just how you're doing the things that you are doing on a normal basis. And Mm. the real question with that is like, are those systems working for you or are, you know, are they actually kind of making your life harder because they're not optimized and because you don't see them as a system. And I love what you said about the $10 hours, a $10 hour task versus like the hundred dollar hour task. Cause something I always say is just because you can do it, doesn't mean you should do it. Exactly. so many things in our business that we just get caught up in the like, oh, well, I can just do this myself. I can just do this myself. I don't need a system or I don't need to delegate this. Um, it just seems ridiculous because it takes me, you know, two minutes or five minutes, or you know, it's just faster if I do it. And I think that's where a lot of clients end up bottlenecking themselves is because if you are spending, even if it's two or five minutes, it's a small task. It's really about more of the mental energy of that task, and a lot yeah. of times those little tasks can be automated so easily. And it, you know, it's that, that's taking away from you showing up presently in your business when you're constantly thinking, "Oh, I forgot to send that invoice," or "Oh, I you know need to reach out to that client," or "Oh, I got a DM now I have to fig- find my contract and figure out like how to you know start working with someone." So. There's so many of those like little mentally draining tasks in our business that can really be automated and systemized that just take the weight off. So we don't have to think about it anymore. So that's why they are like so important.
0: Listen, one of the things that I just, I really loved, and I think it's hard for some people to kind of like understand. And one of the things that you talked about is like, well, I can do it, it only takes me 10 minutes, right? It's like, and it's yeah, almost absolutely. justifiable, right? It's only 10 minutes. But I was just doing the math as you were talking, if someone did two 10 minute tasks a day, that's 20 minutes in a day, times that by five days, time's up by 52 weeks in a year, it's actually 86 hours that you would spend in a year doing quote unquote, two 10 minute tasks a day. Yeah. I love that. I love that you did that. Like 86 hours. That's two full weeks worth of work. If you work a 40 hour work week. Right. And so it's like, I then go, well, hold on 86 hours. Let's just hypothetically say, 86 hours and then we times that by let's just say your hourly rate was a hundred bucks an hour you actually have just lost eighty six hundred dollars because yeah you, absolutely you're, and i think that's shocking. Yeah.
1: yeah i think that's so shocking for a lot of people to really like put that connection together because it is such a mindset thing of it's like that what you said like the proud moment of like well i can just do it mm-hmm. i don't need help and when in reality, you're losing $8,600 a year by mm-hmm. not asking for help or not, you know, putting these systems in place.
0: And that's just the bare minimum. You could actually double that amount of money you make. Do you know what I mean? Like who knows? Yeah, because your business could like tenfold for all we know with systems. So uh, just something that I like to think about because sometimes people are like, but what does that look like? What does that mean? So in this instance, two 10, uh, ten minute tasks a day, so 20 minutes a day over a year is technically like 86 hours, people. So think about this as we're talking about this today. So my next question is, what systems should businesses focus on if they're wanting to scale to six figures and beyond?
1: So really, I like to focus on three main areas of the business whenever I go into my clients' businesses to help them set up systems and like really set up systems so that they can scale. Mm-hmm. And the first area is content creation. I I call this kind of like a money-making area because you are probably spending a lot of your time in your business making content mm-hmm. because that's just how online business works, right? We have to make content to attract clients and to build our reputation. And that's just, that's what you start doing when you first start your business is you're in this hustle of, okay, I have to create content. I have to find clients. I have to, you know, get sales and then eventually you kind of get to a point where you now you have the clients and you have the sales and things are starting to work and you're losing that content creation piece because you don't have as much time. You don't have as much energy to put into it when it was like your sole focus mm-hmm. um, to actually you know, make the money. And so the first area I'd really like to work on is content creation and making sure that is as streamlined as possible because I think a lot of people don't view content creation as a system, but it totally, totally is. There is a process you go through Every single time when you're creating content and it, you know, everyone's process is a bit different um, depending on their like creative, you know, their own creative process. But the, what you can do is you can kind of dump that process out of your head. You can break it down. You can say, okay, idea, record, edit, like really break down the steps and then putting it into a project management tool. I personally love using ClickUp, but you can use Asana, Trello, you know, whatever you like putting that into a project management tool and starting to create your content in there so that you can see, you know, what kind of content you're creating. You can have the calendar view. You can really start to plan ahead and like strategically plan ahead. If you have podcasts or YouTube, especially those long form pieces of content um, and you want to hire help to help you with that creation process, you have to have your content process somewhere where other people can also see it and kind of see what's going on. So that's the first area I really recommend like diving into is getting that as streamlined as possible, just because that's where I see a lot of my clients have the most time taken up. Mm -hmm. Um, The second area is definitely going to be like lead generation and client experience. Again, another money-making area. This is so, so key. If you work with clients, you have to have a great client experience, right? It's just part of your reputation. It increases your referral rates. You know, it... It makes clients so much more excited to work for you. I truly think you get better results with clients when you have a good client experience, because there's none of this buyer's remorse, right? If someone oh. is paying you thousands of dollars and then they pay you thousands of dollars and then you, you know, kind of nothing, they don't hear anything. There's no really communication. It's like, okay, see you, you know, on our first call. And then it's just like drop the ball they could really, that doubt can start to creep in of like, oh, is this a good choice? Like I was so excited and now I'm not sure. Um, But when you have a really like streamlined automated client experience that allows the client to really walk through the process themselves at their own pace, it just makes a world of difference by the time they show up to that first call, they're already, you know, their excitement has continued throughout the entire process and they're still so excited and they already feel like they've gotten, you know, their investment's worth almost, before you've even done anything.
0: Love it. Absolutely love it. And the third one, my friend? The third one is
1: team processes. So once you really start to scale to that six figures and beyond, you're going to need help, right? Like we said, just because you can does not mean you should. But a lot of times with my clients there, you know, they say, oh, well, I've tried to hire help and it's so much more work than it's worth. And that's because there's not systems in place and they have not really thought about, you know, what kind of processes does my team need to be able to really shine in their zone of genius um, to really, you know, do their work without having to ask me 20 questions every single day. Um, And yeah, like just really thinking about how you can start brain dumping whatever tasks you're doing and whatever tasks you want to delegate, you can start preparing for that now just by recording Loom videos, setting up standard operating procedures, like putting everything in project management tools, setting up all of these systems so that whenever someone else comes in, they can easily dive in and see exactly how your business works without, you know, a two hour onboarding call where you're just brain dumping everything onto them. And they're, you know, taking rapid fire <laughs> notes the whole entire time.
0: I love it. And I know at the moment I'm actually uh, I'm at time of recording, I'm about to re- uh, interview four new people for my own online business manager role. And it's definitely one of the things that I believe can make or break a smooth transition with any new team member, whether or not it's an online business manager, whether or not it's someone helping you for two hours a week, whether or not it's even your cleaner or your maid at home, right? Is that, the 100%. more that you're able to get it out of your head and the easier that you can communicate it both, I believe, in written and verbal, uh, the the easier things, uh, the continuity of your business continues to flow without disruption, right? And I wish someone would have told me when I first started out in business, what, 13 years ago, my first business that, like, from day one, once a week, start to get things out of your head and onto paper about whatever you're doing, whether or not that's even like how to log into your email, for example, how to log into your Facebook, how to use LastPass, all these things that we take for granted. But what happens over, say, two or three years of being in business, you now have, I don't know, let's just say 50 systems in your head that you know how to do like the back of your hand, but now you've got to get them out on paper to train someone. And I know that's the part that can feel overwhelming for people. It's like, where do I start? There's so much information. And it's like, well, how do you, how do, how do babies walk? You've got to fall down before you get up. And it's kind of the similar thing. So I do encourage you that, you know, if you're listening out there and you're like, well, where do I start? Start today by making it a simple task in your own journal to be doing this once a week. Um, Now, I will caveat, a lot of people get hesitant around hiring because they're like, I don't have all the systems in place. Listen, if you hire a good person and you're willing to also put in the work, because I believe most VAs and online business managers fail because of us, not because of the people. Don't get me wrong, there's douchebags out there, but there's also douchebag mean, business coaches out there. Is that like... Can I say this? It can be an easy transition if you allow it to be an easy transition and that you just got to start somewhere. So make the time to do these things now and understand if you don't have them in place, but the person that you do hire will slowly, it might take them a little bit longer. And you've got to make sure that you've got space to show them and train them. A lot of people hire someone and they think, oh, that person's going to come in there and my job is done. In my opinion, your job just beginning for at least two to three months until they have everything they need. But that's just my opinion. What are your thoughts around that, Sam?
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. I agree. I also like say this all the time is I think it when a client relationship fails between a VA and a coach or, you know, whoever you hire, a lot of the time it is just down to this miscommunication, right? Mismanaged expectations. There's so much expectations that go into hiring, whether you are the one hiring or you are the one being hired. And it's whenever those expectations are not clear going into the hiring process and you are not clear um, as a business owner, you know, what you're even hiring for. I will get DMs sometimes um, from, you know, my, my business friends and they're like, yeah, I want to hire a VA. Um, I I know I need help, but I'm not even sure really like what I'm going to give them to do. And I just feel like that's the worst way you can go into a relationship because You have expectations that this person is going to help me so much, take so many things off my plate. They have expectations of, oh, I want to help this person so much. I'm going to take so many things off their plate. But then what's even on the plate, right? Like, you know, handing over what's being taken off. And then especially if you're a newer business owner, it can feel like such a giving up of control, to really let someone like have responsibility over certain things in your business. And I totally understand that. But whenever you do have the systems in place and you have a process that says, Hey, here's how I want it done. Every time you're setting that expectation up front, they can easily follow that. And then it feels a lot easier to let go of the control, right? Because you've made it told them exactly what to do. Um, and it just, yeah, the expectations are clear. There's clear communication and that's when a relationship can really thrive. And again, mm-hmm. I agree it totally about just giving it time. You know, it takes really about three months in my experience to fully integrate into a new business, to learn how to work with each other, just to learn, you know, even if you're designing graphics on Canva, what kind of Canva graphics, where they like certain colors and stuff like that. It is just a learning process. You have to give it time. Um, But I do think that process can be shortened a lot if you really have, you know, your business out of your head and onto, you know, this sort of digital space
0: no I couldn't agree more I just think it's again well system scale is what I say and I know we'll talk about this in a second in regards can you scale without systems but we'll talk about that in a minute but I believe system scale is what it does simplicity scales uh but we'll talk more about that in a second so now I can hear listeners in my head okay not really but I'm going to pretend that I hear people who are listening to the podcast right now and I can hear them going I hate tech I hate systems I'm already intimidated. I don't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? What would you say to someone who knows their life could be better with some tech? And we'll talk more about around that tech deck in a minute. You're right. And they know that their life could be better around systems, but it's just like, there's fear there, right. Around both. What would you say to someone?
1: Yeah. I hear this all the time and I totally get it. Like I started my business with zero experience in marketing or business or systems and tech. Like I barely knew how to work, you know, Excel or Microsoft word. And so I've totally been in your shoes and it's, it really is about just having that beginner's mindset. Like you said earlier, you can't, you know, we can't run before you walk. You can't walk before you fall. It's no one is born knowing how to use this type of tech and set up systems and, you know, do all of this, you know, stuff in operationally. And so it's, it is something new, but I think it's a lot about just giving yourself grace, giving yourself permission to try things and to not understand it and to kind of fail. Um, and to just start really, really small. I always say start micro. If something seems, if you're like, okay, I want to set up a client onboarding system. And that just seems so overwhelming. Then start with just you know, what do you even want that system to look like? Can we just work on one piece of that? You know, Mm. can we just automate the payments or can we just automate, you know, sending the contract? It's brain dumping it out, knowing exactly kind of what the expectation in your head is and seeing that and saying, okay, how can I, you know, at least start with something and get a system around that. And then the system can build and the system can grow because the other thing is it's never going to be a perfect system. Like, Mm. Systems are going to change and grow as you grow, but systems do scale. You can put a really good foundational system in place and you can build on it and you can tweak it and it can evolve with you, but it has to start from, you know, that ground zero. So just don't be afraid to start just like, like you said, put in the time for once a week to just dive in, even if that is just making a list of what you want to systemize and getting super clear around, you know, what could be better in your business. Like that is a step one, right? Yeah. We we just need that awareness and you just need that beginner's mindset to really dive in. It doesn't have to be perfect right away, but it will get there, especially if you just start now.
0: Engine, women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. And I also believe about taking imperfect action. I'd rather take imperfect action than take no action because I'd rather be moving forward every single day than being in the same spot a year from now. So you're going to fail. It's gonna get messy. There's gonna be tears, but that's business. And I think people have started a sugarcoat freaking business as it's like easy. Don't get me wrong, it can be easy. My business is way easier than it was when I first started, but there's still hard days. Like at time of recording, I'm heading to Bali, right? And as I was saying when you came on, I was like, I've got a call yeah. after call, this task, that task. It's hard this week. But it's not like that every week, right? So understand that it's going to be tricky. It's going to be messy, right? But when you come out the other side, you're be like, "Why didn't I do this sooner?" I mean, that's I hear that all the time. What was I thinking? Why did I have so much, you know, hesitation? Now, we've talked a little bit about. Do you know what I mean? Different types of tech that we could be using, you know, tech stack or uh, what we do. What do we say? Stack decks. What do we call it? I can't. (laughs) Tech deck. I think. Tech deck. Yeah. Anyways, and so I'm curious to know, like in your for those people that okay, this is all well and good. You're saying start small. Like, what type of programs in regards to tech to help them get their systems in place? Would you recommend for those that are starting out?
1: Yeah, I definitely recommend starting out with a team hub. And a, what I must say by that is like a project management tool that really becomes like a hub of your business mm-hmm. and where all your projects live, where you can put in, you know, SOPs and uh, information about your company, where your team can all be in one place. I use ClickUp for that. I love ClickUp for that. I think it's super customizable and... um yeah, you can really like do a lot and organize a lot. And it it is one of those tools that can really like scale with you and evolve with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to look up for that. I love using Slack for team communication and, you know, just kind of more of that day-to-day back and forth. Um, I use Dubsado for my client experience, but also HoneyBook is another great one. I think HoneyBook's a bit easier, um, but Dubsado is a bit more customizable. So it really depends what you want. Um, but I will say most of these tools have free trials, or you know, like I, th- I know Dubsado is your first three clients for free. Mm-hmm. And ClickUp they have a great free version, so really just sign up for the tools. Asana also is another project management tool that is great. It's a bit easier to use than ClickUp, also mm-hmm. a bit less customizable, but you know, it also has a great free version. So most of the tools that we use online, if you see someone using something, it has a free version or some sort of free trial. So really it's about signing up, spending, you know, 30 minutes kind of diving around, seeing if it works for you. Um, And I think also don't be scared to kind of hire help. If you know you need a client experience, you know, a CRM tool, uh, then you might need to hire help to have to hire some, have someone to actually set it up for you in a way that makes sense for you to use it. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you don't have to do every single thing yourself when you're setting up these systems, um, especially if it's, you know, makes it possible for you to actually use the tool and makes your life easier.
0: I us say that like we use ClickUp. We didn't use ClickUp at the beginning. We now use ClickUp and I love ClickUp. But I think also to like find what works for you, just because a ClickUp works for Sam and I might not work for your brain. Like I wanted to punch Trello and I, I'm not a physical person in any way, but I like the Trello <laughs> boards did not work for my head in any way, shape or form. I found um, myself. A sauna did not work for my head also. All right. Like I tested these things like I didn't just give it a week like we generally tested it for months um but my ADHD brain I could not follow those particular things but I know clients of mine love Trello they love Asana so I find like and that's something I've I've had to take it a great assault with like listening to podcasts and other people online is yeah but Angela Anderson said you need ClickUp no 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 no, mate I'm saying like that's what I use this is what Sam uses But test it and see if it's right for you and your brain and your business, because it might not be. And there'll be so many other ones out there. So just know that it's okay to change also if it's not working, right? Like I literally was like, I'm failing at this systems thing. I was like, no, it just doesn't work for my brain. Like that's I had to really learn that it was my brain that wasn't coping with the way that things were set up. And once I identified that, everything else ran smoothly. I also think it's important for my behalf is that we have ClickUp and we have Slack but I'm hardly in either. And you might be like, shock. My team is in there, but I'm not. Because again, I'm like old school. If you need something done, like I know what's coming up and it's all written down because I actually do better. I've got a Google calendar where everything sits, but my to-do list is still written on old school pen and paper. That's what works best for my brain. But my team is in ClickUp. My team is in Slack, but I'm not. I'm like, I cannot go into Slack and hear things fucking dinging, ping, ding, ding, ding. It's like, it's too much again for my brain. So again, understand that you might end up with systems that work for team and the continuity of running your business, but you don't have to be in there. So just give yourself permission that, this is a journey. It's going to work for you. And I used to have guilt around, well, Amy Porterfield does this and Marie Folio does this. And I'm like, stop, man, I'm, I'm my own human. So find what works for you. Give yourself permission to change things up as you go.
1: Yeah, 100%. I I always said the system, the, the best system for you is the system you actually use, right? It's so pointless, like having all these systems set up and then you don't even use them. And even if it's the, the fact that your team uses them, I've worked with many, many clients that, who are, you know, they're very creative and they're very impulsive and stuff. And they don't want to use ClickUp. Like they don't want to use, you know, certain tools. They don't really want to use dubsato. And that's fine because Ooh. we, as a team and as their manager at the time, it was very, very focused on like okay, well, we need this as a, as a business to operate, but that does not mean you as a CEO necessarily has to know how to do all of the things inside of it, and that's why you have a team. I do think uh, you know on a certain level you should un- of course understand how parts of your business operates. You should be able to you know do certain things on your on your own, but. Mm-hmm. When you have that team, they need, they're the ones that really need that place, that one stop shop for all of this information so that they can do their job um, where you already kind of know how to run your business and how, you know, what you need to do on a daily basis that you don't have to necessarily show your team in that sense.
0: Absolutely. Now for those businesses out there going, do you actually need, can you scale without systems? What are your thoughts around that? I do think you can grow without systems. I think
1: majority of my clients come to me and they've already hit 10K months. They've already hit six figures and they don't really have any systems in place. I had a client come to me who was hitting a 10K month and she was taking all of her payments through Venmo, which is like an American like uh, money transfer tool. Mm. And she would literally, she had a Google sheet and every single day she would check her Google sheet and then text her clients to Venmo her for like the month. And obviously that system is not, it's a system. I mean, it was working for her up until a certain point, uh, but then she did not have an hour a day to go through her Google sheet and think, oh, who paid me? Who didn't pay me? Um, who do I need to text today? You know, oh, they didn't pay me yesterday. May need to follow up with them tomorrow. You know, there, you can get really far, I think without systems for sure. But if you actually want to scale and grow, or if you actually want to scale and you want to work less and you don't want to be spending all of your time in your business, then you do need systems.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. And like I said earlier, you can get, I believe what got you to where you are growth wise, do you know what I mean? Has gotten you there, but what got you where you're at is not getting you to where you're going. And this is why I believe systems scale, simplicity scales. You're able to start giving things back Do you know what I mean? To the tech world, to your team world that frees your brain up in order to do the CEO roles and act in your zone of genius, like we were talking earlier. If you continue to sit in those places, even though you can do it, it's going to definitely reduce your capacity to truly be able to scale and get your time freedom back, your financial freedom, you know, and all those things that typically that's what we're in business for. So I really want you, if you're happy with like 10K months and 15K months, rock and roll. I don't want you to change an absolute thing. But if you're there for to build an empire, whatever that looks like, 250K a year, whatever, system scale, simplicity scale. So really be mindful about what you have to do in order to make that happen. Because I personally believe You definitely need systems in order to scale. And I've worked with thousands of women around the world. Like, I'd I'd be hard pressed to find anyone that when they're getting that 20, 30K that don't have sound systems in place. And they might not, I'll take that back, they might not be sound. They've got the systems in place, but they might just not be firing at the best capacity.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also about, you know, how do you feel in your business every day? If you are waking up every day and you're entering a business that feels like, complete chaos and you're overwhelmed constantly, and you felt like, you know, you had a nine to five and now you work 24 seven, basically, then that is not, you know, that's not why you started your business. Are you really doing what you wanted to do when you started your business? And if you're not, why is that? You know, a lot of coaches start their businesses because, you know, they want to serve people. They want to help people. They want to provide a transformation. And then, as they're building a business, they just get so stuck in like all of the day-to-day things and everything that else that comes with the business that you don't necessarily realize would happen whenever you, you know, started your business and you don't have to be in that place. It does not have to be a constant struggle and a hustle. And, you know, like we said before we got kind of started the recording was, Oh, normally a week in our business is pretty chill. Like we have just very chill weeks. You know, and then maybe if we are traveling or something, then it gets a little busy for what what are two weeks, mm. you know, before and after. But that's fine because then we're traveling. Like we have that we have the opportunity. So it's really worth it in that sense of, oh, maybe this is a hard week now, but next week I'm gonna be in Bali. So it's mm. it's all worth it.
0: And we've talked a lot about systems, right? We've talked about Asana, we've talked about Trello, we've talked about ClickUp, we've talked about, I mean, all of those systems type thing, but we've also started to sprinkle in team and people might be, well, this podcast is about the three systems that I need to scale beyond six figures and beyond, but you're sprinkling in team. How, do, how does team and systems go hand in hand? Because I think that's important that we clarify that for the listener. Yeah, I
1: think systems are definitely first. So you definitely want to focus on getting systems in place in your business first. And because eventually you do you will need to hire a team especially if you want to scale your business to those really, you know, big numbers and whatever that looks like for you, but If you don't want to be working every single day, if you want to have a bit more of that time freedom, eventually you are going to need help and you want that help to be the best possible help that you can have, right? You want to hire people that are really good fits and you want them to be able to show up and do their best work, you know, whenever they are working for you. So really it's about setting up the systems in place. And then that allows you, I think also to see exactly where you need to hire a lot of times when there is a confusion around hiring or what you even need help with, like you know you need help, but you're also thinking, okay, I don't even know where to start when it comes to hiring someone. Mm -hmm. A lot of that confusion is because there is not a clear structure and organization in your business. Mm -hmm. So you can't see where, what tasks are taking up the most of your time. You can't see, you know, where the bottlenecks are and like, or at least if you are a bottleneck, like where you're bottlenecking your business the most. Um, And once you have that structure really outlined, it becomes so much easier to see, oh, you know, I actually really spend a lot of time on content creation and I don't really want to spend that much time on it anymore. So that's where I'm going to bring in help or I don't want to do client management. I just I don't want to send contracts invoices. I don't want to answer. You know, I don't want to deal with that, really. So I'm actually going to bring in you know a VA here to help me manage all of the inboxes and stuff like that. So creates a lot of clarity I think around you know the who you should be hiring and kind of your dream team as you're growing um and you can easily fill in that in those gaps.
0: And one of the things that I always say hire fast, fire faster. Oh yeah, definitely. And <laughs> I'm just gonna give that little tidbit there. And if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you know that I've said it often, but like you'll know if you get someone into your business after week two or three, if they're the right fit. Like your gut will tell you. You will already see red flags. But the other side of you is like, but it's my first hire or it's my 50th hire, whatever. And you're like, oh, I don't want to go through this. I just interviewed, I just did reference checks, whatever. Oh, and you feel heavy. You're like, oh, so I just, you, you kind of pretend that it's all going to get better. It doesn't, it gets worse, my friend. So if you get that intuitive hit, roll with that intuitive hit. Hire fast, fire faster. You don't need it to get messier. You need it to get simpler. So that's just my little advice. Now, business. Owners are often we're at like, what's our return on an investment? How can I how can we measure this? How can we do this? I talk about it often, so I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I don't I do, but there's always gonna be an ROI, an ROI and a team member I hire, an ROI when I'm paying for a system like active campaign to send my emails. How can business owners measure if their systems are working effectively? Like what are some of the key things they should look at?
1: I think the two really main things you can look at is time and money, right? And with time, it's like how much time are you spending in your zone of genius every day, every week? Obviously, you're probably not at a place where you can spend 100% of your time in your zone of genius, but that's fine. It, it maybe your goal is not 100, but it's 50% or 75% and, you know, how I really always recommend auditing your time using a time tracking tool like Toggle, just to see where are you spending the most of your time? How much time are you spending doing things that you don't, that you, you know, can do, but maybe shouldn't do. And, and, or how much time are you spending doing things you don't actually want to be doing? How much, how many little tasks are of those, you know, 10, 20 minute tasks are taking up your day. So I really always recommend like auditing your time every quarter, at least to just try to really see you know, what systems could do and how much time it could save you and how much you feel like, okay, I'm working in my zone of genius majority of the time. Right. Mm. And the other part of that, you know, the, the minority part, it's fine because, you know, maybe it's not yet. And maybe I will get to a point where we can hire someone for that later on the line. It's more of a choice of I'm choosing to do this now uh, because I'm, you know, growing something else, but we will get to that later on. And the other part of that is money. How many, how big could your business actually grow? You know, a lot of people come to me with huge goals. I want 100K months. I want a million dollar a year. I want, you know, I want to work with 100 clients and 150 clients. And if you had 100 clients knocking on your door tomorrow, would you be able to actually handle that? Do you have the systems in place to onboard and work with all of those 100 clients? And mm-hmm. obviously, that depends a lot on your offer suite and, you know, everything like that. But, you know, if you have these big goals and you, or you even just want to launch a group program, you're working one to one and you're like, oh, I want to launch a group program, but you want to get 20 people in the door, you need a system to make sure all 20 people get in the door very consistently and they feel supported and they're excited. And yeah, so how much could you possibly scale? If you had, you know, if you were in Forbes or something tomorrow and you had a thousand people wanting to work with you, would that be possible and mm-hmm. maybe it's not possible right now but how could you make it possible can you set up your business like you said system scale can you set up those systems so that you can scale um i helped a client go from 20k months to 100k months and the main thing of that was obviously just working with more clients making more money we had to work with more clients so that means Everything around the client experience had to be completely automated, so it wasn't taking up our time, was not taking up her time, was not taking up the team time to onboard people and to get them to start working with her and join her program, and you know, uh, you know, just pay her. So, mm-hmm. really looking at those and how much money you, you know, basically could be making if you had a hundred people in your in your door tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. And I like that because it's like the, the, the options are then endless. Do you know what I mean? The dreams are endless. Yeah. Yeah. Now one last question before we wrap up mindset, mindset, I believe is the main reason why people hold off. Do you know what I mean? On doing systems and growing a team. What are your thoughts about mindset before we wrap up the podcast?
1: yeah, I think I love mindset. I think mindset is you know such a huge part of your business. I've dealt with a lot of, you know mindset issues on my own journey. And I think it all just comes down to trusting yourself and trusting that, you know, you will kind of manifest the outcome that you are wanting. I think when it when it comes to mindset, it's it's so much about acting as that business owner that you want to be. If you want to own, you know, a certain type of business, how can you show up as that person today? If you are showing up to your days and you're overwhelmed and it's chaotic and you feel very messy and just scattered and you're just showing up in a very scrappy way every day, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but like it's not going to get you to where you want to go. And so, how can you start showing up today as the CEO of your business? How can you, you know, put in those systems now so that you can go and start the things that you want to start. And so that you know that whatever happens to your business in the next month, your business can handle it, right? You have that trust in yourself. You have that trust in your business. You know that you've set up your business and structured it in a way to really fully support you and your highest self. And I think that just helps so much with the mindset of showing up, right? It's like switching Mm -hmm. from Having a side hustle, like, oh, I have this little side hustle business of, you know, I'm just kind of doing whatever and I'm making money to, I have a company, I am a CEO, I have a team, I have systems. Like, it's a completely different way you're going to show up every single day. So, how can you start putting those things in place now um, and getting really into that mindset?
0: And I love that you're saying, like, already envision your future self now, because once you start to do that, things start to change. Now, This has been awesome. I love a good podcast episode with an amazing human such as yourself. And I think this has given people food for thought about what they need to be doing and looking at in regards to systems, but also team and understanding that again, simplicity scales, right? System scale. What's one thing that you can do this week that will allow you to buy back your time and allow you to scale your business in a way that is light and easy, even if it takes imperfect action. But before we finish today, I'd love for you to let the listeners know, how can they connect with you? Where can they find you? What are you up to over the next couple of months? Yeah,
1: you can definitely connect with me. I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm at SamWiz, S-A-M-W-H-I-Z-Z-Z. And I have a free systems quiz um, at systemswithsam.com slash quiz. So if you want to check that out, you can learn more about what systems you need for your business. And yeah, the next couple of months I am just chilling in Amsterdam. I had a pretty big travel summer, uh, as you probably saw when you were creeping on me. So, now I am just going to be here and enjoying uh yeah, living here and, you know, going to co-working spaces and really focusing on just expanding my own network and friends
0: here. Oh, I absolutely love it. It sounds joyful and blissful all in one. Now, my last question before we wrap up is looking back on your business journey, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business?
1: Oh, wow. I love this question. I think the main thing I wish I would have known back then is just to just keep showing up, right? Like to Really practice having resilience and to just be a little bit nicer to myself about it, to just know that it's not all going to happen. And there's not really overnight success, that you just have the success is really in showing up every single day. It's solving problems every single day. It's growing as a person and, you know, as a human, as well as, you know, growing your business. And it just, is like loving yourself through that entire journey. Um, it's not always about the end goal, it's really about the journey. I truly believe that about entrepreneurship. If, if you not are not loving the, you know, day-to-day like hu- like not hustle, but you know, the day-to-day really process of everything, then it's probably not gonna work out for you. And you're probably not going to, you know, end up one finding the success that you're looking for. But I think if you can start just by living each day as if you already are successful and, you know, kind of having as much as your dream life as you do, as you want now and just really showing up for yourself and your business, then it makes it so much easier to you know, overcome the roadblocks and
0: just keep on moving forward. Yes, I mean, alignment is key. If you are not in alignment, everything else will come to a standstill. So it's very important to be doing what you love and what's in alignment. And I know you, you may hear that all over the internet, but the reality of it is, the longer I've been in business, the more I understand that alignment equals, to mean kindness, alignment equals money, alignment equals freedom. So think about where that alignment piece is. Now, for those of you uh, out there, I hope you have an amazing day, no matter where you are in the world. It has been an absolutely epic episode having you here today, Sam. I appreciate you joining us all the way from the Netherlands. And don't forget to leave a review. I love a good review. It puts a smile on my dial. But for now, have an amazing day, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again for another awesome episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. Thanks again, Sam. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.